And hello, everybody. It's Trish Carr, Women's Prosperity Network, and it's time for another episode of Sister to Sister, where we have real conversations with women of color, sisters in my life, who can share and recount their experience of what it's like to be a person of color in 2021 now. And today, I, I, I really just want to kind of work through my own thoughts about what has been happening for me as a white woman, socialized as white. Yes, I had black friends growing up. And yes, I was from New York. So I was surrounded by all colors of people. Yet, I know I lived in a white neighborhood. When I went home, it was all white people. So um, I've learned so many things. And you know, as I was thinking about how I was going to approach this today and this lessened, lessons learned conversation with you, you know, I was looking back at seven months of weekly conversation, seven months of hearing the experiences of uh, women I truly adore sharing their truth. And I, rem I go back and I remember the first one that I did, it was right after, you know, Black Lives Matter protests were happening, the activists were out there. I was heartened by people uh, actually seeing, you know, what was happening for Black people and all people of color, but mostly Black people in uh, the United States. And I know they were speaking for everyone, sharing what was going on for them. And... I was really nervous that first time. And luckily I invited my friend, Leslie Warren, to be my first guest. And in fact, in the beginning, I invited people I was really comfortable with. And I knew that, you know, I felt that I was close to. And I even asked them to school me and help me because it was really shaky ground. You know, I wasn't sure what's too far, what questions should I ask? How far should I go? I was really tentative in the beginning. Well, now I just let that go. And now it's just, uh, I, I ask what's on my mind. But as I looked back and I just went over, I have a notebook full of what I got from each of these conversations. I'll never forget Lori Gatsy uh, Barnett, who lives now in Northern Ireland, but who went to school here at Penn State and who lived out of the country. She was born in Zimbabwe her sharing her experiences. And what she told me was when she was a little girl, she was in a private school and she was the only black girl in school. And she was at swimming class and she jumped into the pool and all the little white girls jumped out of the pool as soon as she jumped in. And they were like giggling going, oh no, oh no, you know, and making all this noise. And she's like, what's the problem? And they said, you're gonna make the pool water all dirty. I was like, oh my gosh, imagine being a seven or eight year old child and being told that you're dirty if you jump into the water. So I was like, what an interesting concept. And I'm thinking, how did those kids get that impression? Did they just believe that on their own? I don't even know. She also shared with me, Lori, about when she was coming to go to school at Penn State. And so she's 18, right? 18 years old. And she was from Zimbabwe at the time. And she got to customs. And the customs agent looked at her passport and looked at her and started making all kinds of racially inspired negative comments. 
things like, so do you live in a tree house over there? Do you have animals right outside your door? And he's laughing like it's a joke and he knows it's not true, but he's just laughing. And he's actually looking at the, the agent next to him and the agent next to him starts laughing too. Asking her, did you buy these clothes for coming to the United States? And she's thinking, well, what was I supposed to be wearing like robes or something? So her first entry to the United States was not great. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with this guy who's working at customs, who represents the United States to individuals who are coming to our country, many for the first time. And this is the impression that we wanna give that we're so backwards that we think it's okay to bully a young girl as she's trying to enter the country. It's like, wow, you know, it never occurred to me that those things happen. And as we did the show week after week and month after month since June, beginning of June, I have heard story after story like that, that we have license to talk to people, to treat people as if they're different, inferior. And I thought about this and I was like, you know, I, I do, now I'm gonna say something controversial. I do believe that we white people live with a level of white privilege. Now I know that you may not believe that. In fact, when I put that on my Facebook page, I had what you would call haters telling me how wrong I was. Yet I cannot deny the experiences I've heard from people like Barbara Beckley, whose dad, so Barbara's a, a, a black woman, lives in Chicago. Her dad is a white man. And he took her to the bank when she was younger. And he was going to sign off on the mortgage for their new home. Sign off, it was a done deal. He walked into the bank and this was in Wisconsin at the time. And the bank manager was like, what's this little girl doing with you? And he's like, well, this is my daughter. And of course, eyebrows were raised and the banker's countenance totally changed. And by the end of that meeting, miraculously, the mortgage money had disappeared and they were no longer gonna finance his house. That's, a human to a human interaction. I don't know if that's a bank rule, but that was a human to human interaction. Now I can tell you that when I spoke to New Love Jones, who's a 12 year army veteran who has two beautiful boys and she was in Arizona as an adult with her two kids and her son was in school and she was having a student teacher meeting, I mean a teacher parent meeting um, she noticed a mark on his paper, on the, you know his file. She says, what's that? And the teacher said, well, he's in a special needs class. And New Love looked at the teacher and said, why is that? And the teacher said, well, he's in special needs because he fits the profile. She's like, excuse me? Yes, he's black and he's from a single mother and he's a boy. So those three things point to that he needs to be in special needs. Well, as any mother can attest, as soon as you're told something like that, you question it. So she questioned it and she insisted that he be tested. And when he was tested, not only was he not in special needs, 
but he should have been in advanced classes. Now that's a system of racism. So while we treat each other differently from the human level, there are things in place that keep these evils alive, evils. And that's what they are. When we treat different people differently because of the color of their skin, and that's the fact, like white privilege doesn't mean that I as a white woman haven't busted my ass to get where I am. It simply means that my skin color wasn't one of the things making it harder for me, period. That's all it means. I can tell you that as a woman, the fact that I have boobies made it harder for me. So I can imagine what it's like to add something additional to that that's so obvious, and that would be a skin color. So don't get up in arms when you hear white privilege. All you're hearing is that for people who are different than you, it was one more level of getting past, one more level of going higher being more difficult. So as I, again, as I look at these lists, it all comes down to us. And what are we gonna do? When you see something, say something. I remember Dorothy Ross telling me that when she was a manager at a major company and she was a retail manager at a store, she went to a, a new town and there was a woman who would come into the store who wouldn't allow Dorothy to take the change and put it in her hand. She did not want her black hand touching her white hand. So Dorothy, a black woman, this other woman coming into the store as a customer who came in frequently, told her she had to put the money on the counter. That's human to human interaction. We go along, we get these ideas that this is the way. We get these ideas that if a black woman, a black child jumps in the pool, the pool is now gonna be dirty. And these aren't things that happened in the 50s or the 60s. These are things that are happening right now. Juanita Johnson shared with me two interesting stories. One was when she was a young child and she had a neighbor friend. Juanita's black, the neighbor friend was white. When the, the white mother found out that Juanita was friends with her daughter, she told her daughter she couldn't see her anymore. Now, fast forward 25 years later, and now Juanita's an adult, and she is has friends of all races, and she had a really good friend who was white. And that friend was going to a family wedding or a family affair, and she actually said to Juanita, I would love to invite you, but I can't. Guess why she couldn't? Because their par her parents, her family would never accept having a white friend. Like, what is up with that? Say something. I can tell you, you know, even myself, eight years ago, I was driving in the car with a member of my in-laws and older generation, I get it, different generation. And um, my father-in-law 
looked across the street and he saw a mixed race couple, a white girl and a black guy. And he said, oh, look at the zebras over there. <laughs> I was shocked. First of all, I'd never heard the expression. Secondly, I was appalled at him labeling people like that. And I said something. I'll tell you, he never again used a racial slur in front of me. In fact, 10 years later, he and my husband have conversations where my, my father-in-law has totally understood it and has toned it down and is now, as the young people would say, more woke. You've got to say something. You know, you can't argue with reality. And when I look at statistics, did you know that the poverty rates in the United States, poverty in the United States, the rates for African-Americans is double that of white people. The median household income is almost double with the white household income being 70,000 and change a year and a black household or African-American in this case, specifically, 70,000 for white households, 41,000 for black households. Couple that with the average net worth, how much you have, your home, your car, your things. The average net worth for a white family is $162,000. And this is over the age of 50. For an African-American family, listen to this, 162 for white people, 1,000, 16,000 for black people. You cannot tell me there's, there's no issue here. So we can make the difference. We as individuals, and again, as I look at these stories over and over, and I really urge you to go to our podcast. You can get it easily at womensprosperitynetwork.com and just click on more and click on Be Real, Get Real podcast. And you'll see story after story after story. For example, one, and I don't want to call out everybody, but they all are on there, but a, a refusal for a supervisor in corporate to do anything about an overtly racist person in their midst. In corporate America, refuse, I'm not doing anything. He is what he is, just accept it and move on. Or, or a woman whose children are biracial, and in this case, Indian, uh, from India, and uh, her little boy coming home and asking her, Mom, what's a nigger? I mean, imagine that. Our children have so much to deal with, and yet, these stereotypes cause our children to learn those same things. You know, it's, it's, I have to go back to one of the, there's a, a book about um, Eichmann. If you remember from history, um, Eichmann was the man who put people on trains to bring them to concentration camps in the Nazi era in World War II. And there was a woman named Hara Arendt who um, grappled with that and did a, a study, a, a study for the New Yorker magazine in 1961 and later in 1963, 
she took it even further to do a study of Eichmann. Like, how could a person do this? You think about, you know, Nazi Germany and how people just went along and did what they had to do. And that's what she found. Here's what she said. She said he was an, Eichmann was an ordinary, rather bland bureaucrat who in her words was neither perverted nor sadistic, but terrifyingly normal. He acted without any other motive than to diligently advance his career. She called it the banality of evil. He performed his evil deeds without evil intentions, a fact connected to his thoughtlessness, which was a disengagement from the reality of the evil acts. He never realized he was doing what he was doing because he wasn't thinking from the standpoint of anybody else. So if there's one thing I've learned over the last seven months of hearing incredible stories by people I care about, about how racism has reared its ugly head in their life over and over and over again. It's that we all get along and just go along. And it's time we stop. It's time we think. It's time we say to ourselves, why do I feel that way? Or is there a reason that I'm not connecting with this person because they're black? Could that be possible? Is it possible that what we think is funny, like, oh, you're here from Zimbabwe? Do you live in a treehouse? While we think it's funny, if we were to put ourselves in that person's shoes, would they? So I invite you to consider what's your behavior? What are your thoughts? What comes up for you? This is such a complicated subject and it brings up all kinds of emotion. And I'm sure I know that. I know that, and I don't have the answers. I'm not here to give you any answers. All I'd like to suggest is that each one of us, each one of us be more thoughtful, think more before we open our mouths and consider, consider looking at our own thoughts. And then more importantly, being the change that we want to see in the world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And again, I invite you to hear these stories, hear these stories of people who are just people and who are treated very differently because their skin is a different color. This is Trish Carr for the Sister to Sister Show at Women's Prosperity Network. Thank you so much for watching and thank you even more for being a part of the change that you wanna see in the world.